This is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Welcome to another Silver Dollar episode of Stay Paid. My name is Joshua Stike. And I'm Luke Akery. And Luke, forming an agreement with strategic partners to share referrals is among the fastest and easiest ways to get leads in a service-based business. Studies report that referrals are among the most trusted source sources of product and service information. Not only that, but referred leads close faster, they're more loyal, and they have a higher lifetime value producing even more referrals. So today we're going to talk about what a referral partner program is, examples of some referral partners you can start using today, and how to best leverage those partners to stay paid in your business. Yep. I always tell people, whatever industry you're in, there's probably five to six other businesses that help you service your clients, especially if you're in the service-based industry. So if you're in insurance, you have a bunch of other businesses, maybe it's a financial advisor, an estate planning attorney, whatever it is, you have other connections that feed you business or help you service your clients to really provide your services. Those people need to not just be you know, basically vendors to you. They need to be partners to you. And partners have a relationship. Partners refer each other business. Yeah. A lot of this information is going to come from our blog over at remindermedia.com slash blog. Now, this was actually 25 examples for real estate agents, but we made it a little bit broader here for the podcast itself because we know we have a lot of different industries listening to us. But first of all, a referral partner program exists when one business agrees to promote and refer customers to another business in exchange for a benefit or a perk. So some examples would be reciprocated referrals. I'll send you referrals. If you send me referrals, you could do a referral fee or you could get a commission from an affiliate program. Yep. And and be aware that some industries you have different laws, right? But there there are referral networks in every industry. So it's not like it limits you. There's just ways you have to go around it. So like in real estate, you have the RESPA laws and stuff like that that you have to follow. But, um, you know, so you can't do Kickbacks is there, exactly was there a same. cap on the commissions that you can get for a referral fee? I'm not or? exactly okay. sure, depending on, I'm sure, depending on the state, it's differently uh, or different depending on the state and zone where you're at. But, you know, there's like you can't, like I know for like our magazine, right? We oh, have people who will partner yeah. with a mortgage person yeah, and they will feature or the mortgage person will be featured in the magazine. The the real estate agent can't have the mortgage broker pay for the whole thing. Yeah, it's like the proportion. So if there's like four places that can be advertised on, it's like a quarter. Yeah, so they can pay up to a quarter because they were given a quarter. But it's different in in different states and stuff like that. So some benefits of building a network of referral partners. If you haven't already, free leads is the absolute (laughs) biggest benefit for this. You don't have to go out and buy leads or run advertising. You can actually get free leads coming into your business on a recurring basis, uh, you can create a greater awareness of your brand. So if you're actually partnering with another, just like you were talking about with the cross promotion, you can actually leverage their audience to promote your brand. Uh, You have an opportunity to access their network of contacts. Uh, You could have an exclusive referral agreement, and then you can also offer clients additional value to access their other services. Exactly what you're talking about. Every every business has other businesses that can help their clients. Yeah, it it creates an incredible customer experience, Mm -hmm. and it is an incredible marketing and sales tool for you. What do I mean by that? Well, customer experience is what? You specialize in a certain area. But if you have a team of people that are with you, that come along with you in the transaction, so i.e. you're a real estate agent, you have your trusted lender. I.e. you're a real estate agent, you have your trusted title company that you use. And that is an incredible marketing tool because you can promote as a team, right? This cross-pollination not only hits each other's database, but you're bringing a whole team to the table and that should be featured. Hey, we have trusted lenders that we work with, trusted title people, trusted inspectors, right? All these things present forward that, hey, I'm not just a real estate 
estate agent. I'm going to help get you from start to finish on this transaction and be your guide through the whole process yeah. and be the conductor of the orchestra. Yeah. You immediately alleviate any of that fear or worry or burden from the standpoint of your client. Oh, how am I going to get all of these other things done as well? So here's some examples, uh, referral partners. This could be for real estate agents or other businesses, but think the relocation process, right? So this would be lenders, people handling uh, yep. the mortgage, mortgage brokers, insurance brokers, right? If you're getting a house, you probably need some sort of uh, house insurance, uh, lawyers. So these could be estate planners, movers, and house inspectors. So yep. if you're actually helping somebody relocate, being able to give them a trusted mover along with your moving package. Uh, home care would be another category to look. So this would be house cleaners, interior designers, furniture companies, building <laughs> supply stores, and maintenance professionals. I know when I looked for... Um, a house cleaner. It was like I went on to care.com. Really? <laughs> it's dude, it's tough. Is it really? Like, it's hard to find someone that number one, you know is going to be a good price, will do a good job, right? Just actually recommend. Yeah, I've uh, never looked at that's that would be interesting. Yeah. Uh you could look at the trades and services sector. So these would be house painters, roofers, lawn care specialists. We'll include an entire list of this with the yep. show notes as well, because I think each one of these should give you a good idea of a checklist to go down and work with. You could do electricians, plumbers, recommended HVAC. Technicians will be another one that fall into the trades and services. And then think about your actual farm, your geo farm. So these would be neighborhood businesses within the area that idea. you're farming. Uh, doctors is a great one. We have a lot of clients that will actually drop their magazines off at the doctor's office and build a, a relationship with the doctor because, what, they're having to buy some, subscriptions to sit in yeah. their waiting room. If you're offering them one for free, that's a uh, Some of our financial advantage. advisors who have doctors as clients will yeah. feature that doctor yeah. on their magazine. And it's not it's like a two-for-one. Not only are they, you know, and praising that doctor, that doctor feels great, they're on a magazine sitting in their waiting room, but it also allows them an intro to all the other doctors at that practice. Yeah, so it's awesome. an incredible way. Other opportunities there within your neighborhood would be dentist office offices. Uh, restaurants is a great idea. We've talked about this mm -hmm. a lot, even in terms of if you're looking to come up with social media content and be that neighborhood local guide, actually mm -hmm. partnering up with restaurants there as well. Or you do a happy hour. Yeah. At the restaurant for Bring your client business. base. Yep. Right. Because here's one of the great things is like with your partners um, that we should add into the benefits is your partners can help pay for events. Yeah. So if you partner, not just with the restaurant, because you want to feed them business, but if you go to the local restaurant, the business owner has a bar, you have a happy hour, then you get your title company and your mortgage company and your insurance company to help sponsor it. They come. Now you're throwing a great client event for all your people, and it's basically low Which cost. The interview no cost. that said they never have paid for a client event. They've always, oh, always filled with Girls with Grit, I think. Was it? Girls with Grit, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they would always cover the cost of their client event by their partners coming in. I'm pretty sure it was Lauren Rocco and them, but I, yeah. I, we'll have to check. Uh, other ideas would be your hairstylist. So again, another opportunity for waiting areas if you can get your brand present in there. And they are, I got my haircut oh, this yeah. morning. They're talkers. <laughs> They're talkers. I talked the whole time I was in that chair for 30 minutes Did you really? with her. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. That's where all the gossip They're, is. They're talkers. The hairstylist. Yeah. I wouldn't know that. I have a hat on, so you can't tell, but... Yeah. I don't have any hair. Well, I'm also a talker myself, so I can't really <laughs> I can't really blame the hairstylist. It's probably my fault. I did go I did get my beard trimmed once. Yeah. I've never done that because I don't really have a good beard like And you. uh yeah, it was good. I got yeah. some gossip in, in town. <laughs> other ideas would be daycare facilities, both for kids and pets. So that's mm. another idea for you. Coffee shops, another great, um, because everybody, you know, uh, has a local coffee shop that they frequent recently. A great idea of just expanding your sphere of influence as well. Meeting mm. these business owners in these individual. Think about uh, this, right? Businesses. You're a financial advisor. You're an insurance agent. You're a, even a real estate agent. You know, Mike and Dean Thurman, who own White Glove. Yeah. 
right? They built their business off of doing <laughs> seminars mm-hmm. at like Ford, I believe it was Ford Motor Company for HR. Like, hey, we're going to present on financial, you know, awareness and all this stuff. And they built their business partnering up with the local, now Ford's not really a local business, but partnering yeah. up with these bigger businesses in the area and going in and presenting to the people. Yeah. A couple other ideas, bakeries or auto repair shops is another really popular one that we see our clients partnering up with. Uh, when choosing a referral partner, you want to- Can I add yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, nonprofits. Oh, great. A lot of people yeah. um, don't think of nonprofits as a great partner business, but it's a great partner business. The more you local, the portion, better. Yeah, take yeah. a portion of your proceeds, take a portion of what you do as your business, give it to the nonprofit. These nonprofits are influencers. They have to raise awareness and funds. Yes. They are talking to business owners all the time. Yeah, great point. When choosing a referral partner, you want to, uh, if you can, go with ones that you have a personal relationship with. People that you've used before, ones that you can actually vouch for their experience. And then also asking you to, or ask, uh, excuse me, if you have some some of those things that we listed that you're not sure if you have a recommended uh, partner, ask your sphere for their recommendations. That's a great one. It's another touch point. Maybe they have someone in their circle yeah. that owns one of these businesses. You're adding value to them by getting uh, by uh, exposing the awareness of someone in their circle. Yep. And you're also getting a trusted resource there as well. You need to make it known to your database that you are a connector. Yeah. So if you're in finance, insurance, point. real estate, like you must make it known. Megan and I are going to Well, you brought remodel. it up the other day where it's like the people that you think of in just naturally are the connectors. They're the connectors, right? So Keith Wilson, I think of all the time, he connects me to so many people, but it's like Megan and I need to remodel our bathroom this year. Who are we going to call? Now, if our real estate agent doesn't make it known that, hey, if you ever need an electrician, a contractor, reach out to me because I deal with them all the time and I have great trusted relationships there, then I probably won't think about calling them. And he's missed an opportunity for a great touch. More importantly, he's missed an opportunity for reciprocity because he took care of me. What am I going to feel obligated to do? I'm going to feel obligated to refer him or come back and use him. Absolutely. Come on, people. Once you get that relationship set up, remember, you have to manage that yes. relationship. This is not a, okay, let me go get a bunch of referral partners and then never talk to them again. You have to manage the referral partnership the same way that you manage the relationship with your past clients. So whenever you ask them, let them know you're creating a list of trusted businesses to give your clients and to post on your website. I think we even have a couple scripts or some examples uh, on that blog post that I mentioned. Mention how often your clients ask for a good ex-professional that you know. So it's an easy way to kind of, hey, I've got people all the time that are looking for an HVAC uh, technician. Would you be uh, interested in in joining into a referral partnership? Drip on the referral partnership just like you would a client. So regular touch points. And then I think probably the most important one is be the first one to pass along a referral to trigger that reciprocity effect. So always act first in the referral process. Give, give, give then take. Absolutely. All right. There you go. Thank you so much for listening. You can head on over to statepaidpodcast.com for the show notes. We'll also link to that full blog post so that you can see all of the examples there as well. Cause I know we went through a lot of examples there on your checklist. If you're looking for ways to support the show and like this episode, you can head on over to remindermedia.com slash shop, pick yourself up some reminder media or stay paid merch. And the best way to show your support is to simply share this episode with a friend. Speaking of local like businesses or, or professionals, magicians, right? So magicians are an example. They should be in your partner network, those (laughs) magicians. We had a magician at our holiday party last year and you still talk about him. He blew my mind. (laughs) This guy's amazing. Well, what do you call a magician who has lost their magic? Ian. (laughs) 
Well done. Thank you. If you want to get a hold of me or Luke, wah, wah, you can wah. email us at podcast at <laughs> remindermedia.com or you can find us on Instagram. We are at Stay Paid Podcast. And on TikTok, we are at Stay Paid underscore podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, I'm Luke Acree. Six degrees of separation is your action item. Who are your six partners that should be in your referral network that are helping you service your clients today? Or you know, these are the most natural relationships for my clients to go to next so you can be the connector in that hub. Remember the difference between top producers and mediocre producers in every business is top producers take action. Take action on that today.